From Luminary Media, this is Karamo. You know I'm all about helping you get to the emotional core of what's happening in your life. And on this show, you're able to call in and speak directly to me to get advice to navigate those hard issues that you're going through. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, friends. Welcome to Karamo. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I have another amazing show for you. And today we are talking about the impact that addiction has on you. Now, that is whether you are addicted or supporting someone with an addiction. Now, most people only think of drugs and alcohol when we talk about addiction, but not on this show. We are not just talking about drugs and alcohol. We are talking about addiction to porn, food, exercise, gambling, sex, shopping, and even the internet. Yes, I'm talking about that little thing in your hand, the mini computer that you are looking at constantly day in and day out. That is your phone. And people can have an addiction to their phone, to social media. You know, friends, in my book, Karamo, My Story of Embracing Purpose, Healing, and Hope, I actually talk about my own addiction. Now, I came from a family where my father was addicted to weed, to liquor, and to women. And I watched him struggle with this addictive behavior throughout his life. Now, he has never said he is an addict, but it is something that I have said to myself, I know that is addictive behavior. And being a child in a household where I'm watching this, I always told myself I would never be addicted to anything. And at a young age, I started getting addicted to porn. And I remember the messages that I would hear is that it's just a boy being a boy. And I'm thinking now as an adult, watching porn constantly on my phone or on the internet, at the amount that I was doing it was not healthy. It was an obsessive behavior. And that's really what addiction is. And then as I started to get stressed in life and I went to college, I started realizing I was addicted to alcohol. And we live in a society where addiction to alcohol, especially on college campuses, seems like a rite of passage. You know, it's like, oh, drink, 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 drink. I mean, I was drinking at every party. I would literally pre-drink before we'd go. I'd get to the party. I'm drinking. And all of a sudden, it was acceptable. No one was saying I had a problem. But excessive drinking is an addiction. And then as I graduated and I went into life, I started to mess with Molly and cocaine. It became something that I used to say to myself, you know what? It's just social. It's just Friday night. I'm going to go out with my friends. I'm going to do a little bump. Or we're going to drop a pill. And these were literally the excuses I was saying to myself. And then a year had passed and I was like, oh, I've probably done cocaine at least 
60% of the weekends that I've went out or I've tried ecstasy at least 60% of the weekends. There's a problem here. And then it really got bad. As I started to find feeling depressed and whatever else, I started to find myself really using. And that's when I said enough is enough and had to figure out how to get help. It took a very dark road for me, but luckily I made it through to the other side. And that's why I wanna talk about addiction with you all. So I'm not a specialist when it comes to addiction. So I'm going to have some guests join us who are addiction specialists, who can talk about the different types of addiction and really help us understand the impact that addiction has on us. Whether you are addicted or supporting someone with an addiction. And that's why this is key. Because sometimes what happens when we're supporting someone with addiction or we know someone with addiction, we think to ourselves, well, I'm not addicted, so it's really not hurting me. And then you realize, yes, it is. It's taking an emotional toll on you. So we're going to be talking about all of that today and more. To start, I got a DM from a woman by the name of Janelle, and her message read, My boyfriend has realized he has a porn addiction, so sometimes I put my own self-love aside to accommodate him and how he feels since he's receiving treatment. I'm very insecure because of this, and it's been very hard to find ways to give myself love because I'm just constantly beating myself up. You know, to find out that somebody you're in a relationship, someone that you trust, has an addiction that you didn't know about can be very hard. And I want to talk to Janelle immediately. So, Janelle, are you there, friend? Yes, hi. How did you discover your partner's porn addiction? Last year, I saw these pictures on his phone. Mm -hmm. And they weren't your normal pictures. Like, they, it was a friend of mine. And they were of her, like, just there. She had no idea, like, that this was happening. Like, it was just, like, casual, you know? Yeah. And they were pictures of her, and then there was a there was zoomed-in pictures of, like, body parts. He, at the time, didn't really think it was um, an addiction. He just was like, I understand. It's wrong. I'll never do this again. He, you know, got some help. He talked to a counselor about it. And then on my birthday, we took a trip to New Orleans and there was another incident, you know, and this impacted me a lot. It almost made me feel crazy. Like I was too paranoid. I was too, I was protecting myself too much almost. Mm -hmm. And so in New Orleans, I was just like, you know what, my guard, I'm just going to let it down. Let's go to a strip club. Like, let's go hang out at a strip club. It'll be so much fun. You know, I can't wait. And it was it was a great night. But the next day, I saw that he had emailed himself a video that he had taken at the strip club to this email that I had no clue existed. Mm -hmm. And that email was the email he would use to create accounts on his website. What I think is really special about Janelle being transparent about what's going on is that you know, when it comes to addiction and the ways that it, it formulates, it doesn't always fit a pattern. So here we have Janelle's boyfriend who is taking photos of other people, screen grabs, some in person of people that she knows that she doesn't know. And it could be sort of perceived as voyeurism, but at the core of it all, 
There's an unhealthy obsession with wanting to get photos, knowing that this could damage your life and that it's damaging the life of the person you're with. It's important to understand that addiction isn't one size fits all and that it's going to look different ways in different relationships. That email was the email he would use to create accounts on his website. Got it. Now, you said since supporting him, you constantly are beating yourself up. Tell me what's going on there. I I mean, it's hard. (laughs) The basically how I feel is that those girls aren't me. They don't look like me, you know, and it's just it's very hard to the point where like (laughs) he's he's gotten help. He goes he's in recovery. He's, you know, going to meetings and he's doing the things he's supposed to. But yet I feel like I'm not because we'll go to like a restaurant and I'll see a beautiful girl walk by and immediately I feel awful. Like, that's not me. Well, it makes sense because the thing about when someone, when you're supporting someone with an addiction, even if they're getting help, is that a lot of times we don't realize that it truly does affect us and our mental health. And especially in this case, your trust was broken. But on top of that, you also have his addiction not being with a drug, but being with women. And so it's a natural inclination for any person, whether it was a guy in this relationship or a girl, to then to start to compare themselves to this addiction you're going after. It's, why do you need that when I'm right here? Oh, my God, yes. That's, that's exactly how I felt. In our minds, it's still a bit of cheating. You know, it's sort of like you're having these affairs with these other women because for some reason I don't give you what you need. Why those women and why not me? I'm right here. But that's his cross to bear. That has nothing to do with you. And the reason I know it has nothing to do with you is because that's why he's hiding it. You're quiet over there. What are you thinking about? (laughs) I'm crying. Um, I mean, it, it, everything you're saying is like so true. It's just, it's hard because at one point it was Instagram too, like Instagram and Facebook and like, there's always stuff there. And so like, even if he wasn't like going to porn, there's still things at his fingertips on Instagram and Facebook that are just one click away, not even anything you have to search. And so it's, it's me being like constantly paranoid and like just beating myself up because so it's like everything you say, just like things that I just tell myself I'm not. See, when we beat ourselves up every day, we have to try to find the strength to lift ourselves up instead. And sometimes that is really difficult, especially like you just said, when it's in your face constantly and you have been told only to compare yourself. And this addiction has brought that out in the ugliest way because it's made you start to, even though you're supporting him and still loving him, it's making you question yourself. You have to remember that his addiction has nothing to do with the amazing woman you are, has nothing to do with your beautiful body. By no means do I ever want to recommend to someone to leave a relationship, but you have to start to say to yourself, if my self-worth 
is being affected this much by this person who is dealing with this addiction, you have to ask yourself, is this a healthy environment for me? And it's hard when you're in a relationship and you love somebody and you're like, I want to stick with them through good days, bad days. But at the end of the day, the relationship that's most important is the relationship you have with yourself. I agree with you 100%. Remember, don't compare yourself to anyone else because comparison is the thief of self-joy. As you're supporting them through this addiction, you have to think to yourself, is this the healthiest environment for me? It doesn't mean that you don't love him, you don't want to support him, but you have to always remember the relationship with yourself is the most important relationship. And if you're in something that's making you not feel worthy and beautiful and confident, that you have to decide to get help together or to move on. I mean, if I'm being honest, like there really isn't much out there for this. Like I've done like my own research about, you know, women who support people who have a sex or porn addiction. And most of it is about drugs, you know, like, and and there's no drug involved at all. And it's like, I don't understand because some of those things are different and this impacts so much. Yeah. Like, and it, it's, it's hard. And I, I wish there was more stuff out there, like, because there's, it's so common. Yeah. Well, that's the beauty of this and why your transparency struck me, because you are now going to be part of that conversation that's going to inspire other women to know they're not alone that they can get help and support and that that addiction has nothing to do with them and that they just have to find new ways to love themselves and believe in themselves. Yes, I thank you so much, Gromo. I can't thank you enough. This has been amazing. Yeah, see, Janelle's strength in this is that she felt alone. But what she realized is that in talking to me is that she's not alone. Many people think of addiction only as drugs and alcohol, when actually addiction comes in many forms, whether it's porn, exercise, food, and those things have to be discussed as well. And so what I want people to know is that when you are supporting someone with an addiction, it does affect you more than you even know. It will start to eat away at your mental health unless you face it and try to get your own support just as you're supporting them. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. 
Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I want to start off with an email that I got from someone by the name of Courtney. The email goes, hey, Karamo, I have had a hard life, issues with family, recently being dumped, just a lot has happened, and I've turned to drinking and partying to somewhat cope. I've been dabbling with drugs like Molly, but it's just a weekend thing and nothing I can't control. I had a friend say that I was exhibiting addictive behavior in quotations, but it's just my way of letting loose. How do I tell this friend I am not an addict and to stop monitoring how I let loose? First of all, Courtney, I want to acknowledge that you have expressed that you have had a hard life. And I think a lot of times it's not acknowledged enough when someone says things are not okay with me. You know, a lot of people will just rush past that and pretend like, oh, let's get to the addiction or whatever the case may be or this friend. But we don't take the time to say, I'm sorry for whatever you're going through. You know, you sort of kind of got into it saying that you're dealing with family issues, being dumped, you know, and then saying a lot has happened. That's hard. That right there can make anyone feel sad, depressed, feel like they want to isolate, feel like they're lost in the world. And I just want to let you know that whatever has happened to you, whether you think it's your fault or not, it's an opportunity for you to learn from it, to grow from it. But at the end of the day, none of us ever deserve anything bad to be happening to us. And I just want you to know that I'm sorry for that. Now, when it comes to your friend saying to you that they, you are an addict, I will tell you this right here. If you have a friend that you think is an addict, telling them is never going to be what stops them. I know we all think like, oh, let me tell you about yourself is going to somehow be the magical words that stops people from doing things. If you have a friend that's addicted to sex or addicted to porn, addicted to food, addicted to exercising, you telling them that their behavior is wrong is not going to stop them. It might make them think a little bit, but addiction is a chemical imbalance in the mind. It's something that's greater than just one quick stop. Secondly, if you are not a licensed professional, you really don't know if someone is an addict. So I want to acknowledge that. You're right. Your friend does not know you're an addict. I don't know if you're an addict. But what I do know is that with you saying that you've went through a lot of hard things in your life and that you've recently been dumped and that you're using drinking and partying your words to cope, there is an issue there. Now, that doesn't mean that you went off the deep end, that you are an addict, but there means there is some behavior there that you can acknowledge is not healthy. You've even said that you're dabbling with Molly, which for any of you who don't know is ecstasy. It's a, a street drug. And the fact that you're saying you're taking that just on weekends, I understand that behavior. That's what I used to do. I used to just, it was just a weekend thing. It's like, oh, I'm not, I'm not doing this on the weekdays. I'm just, this is just a weekend thing, like with my friends. It's social. It's fun. But that does not mean that there's not a problem there. And from what you're saying, saying that you're using drinking and partying to cope, that you're dabbling with drugs a little bit, I think you know in your heart of hearts that you're not coping with the pain you're experiencing, 
properly. And I would encourage you to reach out to a counselor, a friend, a family member, and start to really talk to them about how you're coping. Because there's something going on with the stress you're feeling and the emotional pain you're feeling from everything that's happening that's causing you to feel like my outlet has to be a club, a bottle, drugs. We also don't know if there's a predisposition in your family to addiction. And those are things for you to address. But I think you have to be able to address them with someone that you know you can trust. There are many drug and alcohol and addiction lines, hotlines, where you can just call somebody right in your house. But to be very honest, reading this and from your word saying that you're using things to cope lets me know that there is an issue. And I truly do believe the only reason you reached out to me, Courtney, is because somewhere in your soul, in your core, you know that you're not coping properly. And you're turning to things that could turn to addiction and that you don't want that to happen. That's why you've brought up your friend. So, Courtney, I wish you the best of luck. Please reach out to somebody and start to try to figure out how to better cope with what's happening before the ways you are coping turn into a bigger issue if they are not already. Listen, friends, you can call this hotline at 1-800-662-HELP or text LIFT, L-I-F-T, to 741-741 to speak with someone who can help you. We'll be right back. Hey friends, welcome back. So today we are discussing addiction and the impact that it has on you, whether you are addicted or supporting someone with an addiction. Now, I was scrolling Instagram, and there were two individuals that I was just impressed with, and I was like, I have to talk to them. Lynn Anderson and Aaron Sternlich, they are licensed mental health counselors and addiction specialists based in New York. And if you get a chance, you have to go to their Instagram, which is at family.addiction.specialist, because not only are they talking about addiction, but they're also giving new innovative solutions on how you can really heal yourself um, using nutrition. So I wanted them to be on the show today as experts to just give us some insight about addiction, because that is not my special. Lynn and Aaron, are you there? Yes, we're here. You know, you support people struggling with addictive behaviors. Can you just describe for the audience, what are some of these behaviors? Because a lot of times people think it's only drugs and alcohol. Sure, yeah. So an addictive behavior is anything that is driven by obsession and compulsion. As you said, most commonly that is drugs and alcohol, but it can also be food addiction, especially with sugar. Studies have actually shown that sugar is as addictive as drugs like cocaine. Also, some notable ones are gambling, sex, shopping addiction, uh, and and most recently uh, and growing is technology addiction, especially with social media and gaming. So how do we get people to a space where they can start to realize that there are other addictions and that they may be suffering from them? So, you know, the drugs of choice, quote-unquote drugs of choice, whether it's alcohol, cocaine, caffeine, opioids, although the drugs of choice may be different, but the symptoms are the same. Are you preoccupied with using? Are you looking for that instant gratification? Or are you consumed on a day-to-day basis 
almost hour to hour basis about using, wanting to use, wanting to get that quick satisfaction that you're looking for. And you not only address the needs of the addict, but of the families too. Why is that important? So we have a personal experience with this. So I was a graduate school student. I was studying to be a clinical therapist. And at the time, I was married to someone who struggled with a high-functioning alcoholism. So none of the typical signs or the, you know, images of alcoholic was not there. Someone who, you know, got up at five in the morning to go to work, who was very kind and caring, and who just had issues with drinking. So at the time, I basically did everything that I was not supposed to do, kind of giving empty threats. And, you know, I, most importantly, I suffered in silence. I had incredible amount of shame, guilt, anxiety, and preoccupation with someone's addictive behavior. So we definitely emphasize that, you know, not only to give compassion and empathy and support to family members, but we also want to educate them and empower them through one of the most challenging times of their lives. You know, you just said something that hit home. You said suffered in silence when you were going through that. And I think that's the thing that most people who are supporting someone who has an addiction are doing. They're suffering in silence because they're ashamed the fact that this person has an addiction and they don't know how to even express what they're feeling. So how can individuals supporting someone with an addiction take care of themselves? Yeah, so I would say the number one way is to get help themselves, and there's a number of ways to do that. There are free mutual help groups. One of the most notable ones is Al-Anon. So if you go do a Google search for Al-Anon, A-L-A-N-O-N, you can find mutual support groups in your area. Second way is to get help yourself through forms like therapy, um, psychiatry, and those types of routes. Um, So another thing was that, you know, people would assume that only kind of traditional form of help, such as therapy and support group. But one thing that was really important and beneficial to me and to many other people was that, you know, really focus on my own uh, nutrition, meditation practice, fitness. People are like, how does that impact, how does that help someone getting sober? But it's not your job to get anyone sober. It's your job to take care of yourself, be strong for your family, your you know, husband, your wife, but it's not your job to fix them. So, so that also is empowering process. As you know, it may sound kind of productive, but it is an empowering process because your behavior does not dictate someone's addiction or treatment outcome. Vice versa, someone's addiction does not control your mood, your life, and your state of mind. Lynn, you are dropping what we call those Oprah nuggets on me right now. Like you're you're giving me those Oprah nuggets. I'm just like, yes, like I need to write all these down. I mean, it's not your job to get anyone sober. It's to take care of yourself. I think that's key because I think a lot of times people think if I'm going to support you, it's now my job to have to make sure that I do everything to make sure you're sober. When the job of being sober is on the addict, you're just there to support them and give them ways of how they can get better, correct? Yes, absolutely. 
And you also discussed the fact of like take part of sort of that self-care of as you're supporting someone who has an addiction is the way you eat, you know, exercising. I saw on your Instagram, you said there's ample scientific backed research showing that nutrition plays a fundamental role in addiction recovery and stabilizing mental health. Can you talk more about that? So, yeah, as you said, we definitely believe that nutrition plays a key role and often underutilized role uh, in recovery. So people who suffer from specifically drug and alcohol addictions, they're usually either grossly overweight or grossly underweight, and they're nutrient deficient, macro and micronutrient deficient. So stabilizing them when they come into recovery is extremely important, which can be done through nutrition. So we incorporate nutritional coaching uh, into our approach, you know, incorporate different types of vitamins, minerals, that type of thing. So would you suggest that this is something that's, if someone's saying, you know what, this is a, not a solution, but a new way that I can help to support someone with an addiction or support myself, is that something you would say research and find out all the, the best foods? Or is it like you need to see a professional, a nutritionist or a therapist who can support you in that? Or is there is a combination of both? Yeah, so we think that finding a, a professional is definitely the best way to go about that. And let me just give you like a couple examples why food is so important. So specifically sugar, which, as I said before, is addictive. If you're eating sugars or even if you're eating other types of foods like processed foods um, or certain types of carbohydrates, they can spike or, or lower blood sugar, which can actually cause a person in recovery to think that they might be experiencing alcohol uh, or drug cravings. So eating certain foods that can stabilize your blood sugar levels is, ex is extremely important. So like one of those foods, for example, is fibrous foods, such as broccoli or many other types of vegetables um, and fruits. People in recovery, um, like you said, you know, they usually don't watch what they're eating. And a lot of times it's very common for people in early recovery to gain a lot of weight, which leads to feelings of depression, which then leads them back to relapse. So because, you know, they're like, oh, I gained all this weight, but if I was shooting heroin or smoking crack or whatever the drug of choice was, oh, I wouldn't be eating this way, and I'd probably be losing weight. So it's kind of like a vicious cycle, and that's why we believe it's so important to eat properly and to exercise properly in early recovery. What are your suggestions that people can take away if they want to help someone suffering from addiction? I think one would definitely be not to be too confrontational with them, as people often are try to have some empathy and compassion for them because they are struggling and tell them that there's different kinds of help available and model certain behaviors. Like if it's somebody in your family, for example, you can model self-care behaviors. So that's why going back to family, getting their own support, it's showing that, you know, getting help isn't a sign of weakness. It's actually usually a sign of strength because it takes a lot to, to get, to take that step and get your own help. You saying it's not about perfection, it's about practice is, I think, something that's going to truly help people to know that not only they can support someone else on their journey of recovery, but they can definitely support themselves. I think it's so important. And I just appreciate all the work you all are doing. I want to remind all my friends that I definitely want to encourage you to check out Lynn and Aaron. Go to their Instagram. It's at family.addiction.specialist. And they have an Instagram that is full of, like, not only fun memes, but also great information. And I just want to thank you both for all the work you do to support people with addictive behaviors. And thank you so much for being with me today. Yeah, thank you for having us. Yeah, and thank you so much for your kind words. Of course, of course. Friends, we will be right back after this. 
Friends, welcome back. We have heard some really great stuff today. I mean, one of the things that I really heard from Lynn and Aaron is that many of us feel like we suffer in silence, whether you are addicted to something or you are supporting someone with an addiction. But it's so important to know that it is not your job to get anyone else sober. It's to take care of yourself. And if you are struggling with addiction, it's to try to reach out to get help. You can do it. And I think sometimes we don't focus enough on high-functioning addicts. And I can tell you when I was suffering with my addiction, um, cocaine was my drug of choice. I was high-functioning. I was able to go to work every day. I was able to interact with friends. And no one knew that I was struggling with this addiction because I was high-functioning. And I suffered in silence because even though I didn't feel good, I still kept it in. And my friends that found out, they suffered in silence too as they tried to support me. And I think we all have to know that even if you're high functioning, if the addiction is taking over your life, you can get help. You can turn things around. And always make sure you remember, friends, that if someone has an addiction or you are supporting someone with addiction, it is so important to seek professional help for yourself and for them. If you're looking for help now, you can call one 800 662 help or text the word lift l-i-f-t to 741-741 to get that help there are people who want to support you who are trained i believe in you and know you have the strength to take the first step friends i know that with information we can support each other and we can grow and be healthier versions of ourselves and I just want to encourage you to know that you can make it through. Thank you so much for joining me today. And I love you all as always. Karamo is presented by Luminary Media. Produced by Little Everywhere. Hosted by me, Karamo. Music by Ernie Wooden and the Big Woozy Band. Remember, this is an entertainment advice show. If you need direct help or direct advice on a physical or mental issue you're currently dealing with, please contact a professional in your town who can advise you. As always, friends, for more healing and growth, check out more episodes of Karamo on Luminary Media. Hey, friends! Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. 
Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.